Disclaimer, this presentation isn't made for shock factor. Please be aware that it contains graphic descriptions of crimes against children and multiple murders. This also contains sexual content. Discretion is advised. The supposed BTK killer wanted lots of attention, and yet, he took time off on multiple occasions, though it is unclear what he was doing. If he killed people in other areas, is unknown, while working for ADT security services, or if he was helping his wife with raising his children. He didn't resurface officially until 1977, he had always been so proud to claim his victims in public view, so this was no different. He found 24-year-old, Shirley Ruth B. in Ralford, seemingly vulnerable and very much to his liking and on March 17, 1977, he decided she would do. He was nothing if not impulsive in these matters, he strangled her to death, with a rope, on Hydraulic Street in Wichita. After another short break from the brazen serial killer, he murdered another lady on her own, Nancy Jo Fox, 25, was strangled to death with a belt, in Pershing Street, Wichita. After this he took another, longer break, though it should be added here, he was still very active with the police and media, and nearly got himself caught on a number of occasions. On April 27, 1985, he suddenly came back onto the scene after many years away, and again, he changed his method of murdering. This is presumed to be because he wanted to feel what it was like to take someone's life with his own hands. He strangled manually the throat of 53-year-old Maureen Wallace Hedge, on Independence Street, in Park City, Kansas. He delighted that he was getting away with his crimes, which has to make you think that he was likely doing something on those long breaks he kept taking. Police were no closer to finding out who he was the Dennis, or the BTK killer, as he prefers to be called, even with him admitting to all of the crimes and giving details only the killer would know. At the time, all they knew it was a man with an uncommon type of sperm, across all races, 20% of men in general, and that's all that they knew. They assumed he led a double life and was very local to the area, with knowledge of the side streets and quiet alleyways. They likely assumed he was a married, white man in his thirties, who was strong and sneaky, yet approachable enough, to not draw attention to himself. There were not many TV stations at the time and many people sat during the evening watching the day's events on the news, while eating their dinner from trays. The police took a chance, one day they used a subliminal message in just two frames of the broadcast, with a symbol the killer had drawn on it, to hopefully get him to hand himself in, with a message to call the chief. This the BTK killer did. It is not clear what was said, though a transcript can probably be found, maybe even a recording online, but I haven't personally looked for it. Despite the taunting and games from Dennis, he did not hand himself in and instead killed again. 28-year-old Vicky Lynn Wegerl, was strangled to death with a nylon stocking on West 13th Street in North Wichita and told police it was him who did so. A would-be victim was approached by Dennis, in his black Jeep Cherokee, which was later looked for, now the police had a description and a target. He took a five-year break after his close brush with the law, he knew he had to hide for a while, though he kept gloating and giving more clues and evidence to the police, it was like he wanted them to just pass everything on as if everyone wanted to know him and his story. On January 19, 1991, 62-year-old Dolores Erline Johnson would be Dennis's final victim, that he admits to at least, we really cannot trust the words of a madman. He strangled Dolores with ladies' stockings, in North Hillside Street, east of Park City, Wichita. He had already told the police he would keep on killing. He was getting older now though, 
and was becoming more likely to get caught, as technological advances were happening too. He didn't think it really worth the risk again and amazingly, just as he came into media attention, he drifted back out soon after, leaving the victims, nothing more than cold case files, on a dusty shelf.